doesn't get any more authentic than this. Welcome to the VoiceOver Gurus Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the VoiceOver Gurus Podcast. Here is part two of my chat with studio owner and demo producer, Dave Goldberg. That's that's one thing that I like because I don't have to listen to all the garbage yeah. when you <laughs> when you guys give me the uh, recordings. It's like clean. here here here's the silver plate of you know yes. here's the filet mignon. <laughs> Finish the meal. <laughs> jazz it up, jazz right. it up for me. I know it's a cool process. So do you have you ever heard a demo that's like really really bad that had like oh, bad yeah. characteristics? Sure. Well, as a producer, yeah. I get a lot of really bad demos. So what's um, like a no no? What's a no no? Well. Uh, just shitty music. Um, you know, if you're gonna if if you're gonna put music uh, in your demo, spend the money or just spend the time uh, researching where you can get good quality stock. Don't music. steal music, right? Don't use popular music. I mean, for a demo, if anything, I think it's not that it would be illegal because you're, it's for a demo purpose. But so there's not a. I don't think the copyright issue would come into play there because you're not you're not doing anything with it. You're not rebroadcasting yeah. it but i think it might be distracting you know if um like you couldn't put it on youtube if you did that because well you know that you definitely couldn't do that yeah but i'm saying like if, if you were mocking a spot for uh uh, uh, uh oh gosh um a so, lawnmower <laughs> and and you use rolling stone start me up yeah you know <laughs> uh, and to me, as a producer, I would that would just distract me. I would just be a. I'd wonder, wow, how did they get to use that track, and <laughs> and, and who did they know at the Rolling Stones camp that let right. them? It's just, it's just, <laughs> just don't. There's no point. Yeah, it's not going to do anything to to help you get work. Um, what do you think just, about when people slate their own demos? No. It's not necessary. Right. I mean, you've got the demo. You see the it's, person's name. It's coming in the email. It's, uh, you know, it's probably the file name has got it. And it's not necessary. Um, the, the old days, you know, when there was tape, you would do that. Um, we're, we're well beyond, thank God, uh, that. Um, but getting back to music, uh, you know, there are a lot of places. And I mentioned, you know, buying music. You don't have to buy music. There are plenty of really good sources of stock free yeah. stock music um you've got like audio blocks is one that comes okay. to mind premium beat i don't think premium beats free but they have really good music uh pond five is phenomenal but also fee-based um and then if you are using uh adobe audition and you're in the cloud the creative cloud um which is a, a monthly or an annual subscription that comes with um access to stock music and oh. stock uh, sound effects as well, uh, so that's pretty cool. That's that's another added bonus, yeah, and so that's worthwhile looking into. So there are a lot of, I mean, if you Google stock music library or royalty free is the that's keyword. Royalty, yeah, royalty free stock music. You could even, you know, no charge free. Just see what comes up. But if it sounds cheesy to you, it's cheesy. It's gonna be cheesy to everybody. Right. Um, it should be. You want to use high quality music. You're you're high quality. Hopefully, you feel your voice is high quality. Um, so don't degrade it with inferior music. Keep everything you know top shelf. 
Um, if your recording didn't come out well and it's distorted, um, it just doesn't sound crisp, do it again. You know, yeah. we're not talking, you, you didn't record. Don't put it on your demo. Don't put it on your demo because it's just a poor reflection of you. So I'm telling you, these are things that you asked, you know, yeah. what, what, have, what have you heard in, in, in poor quality demos? It's stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, somebody sends me a demo and their voice is like not recorded well. Like to me, it's like, do you really, do you care? You mm. must not care about your own voice if you, if that's what, like, hey, perfect analogy. I'm the man of analogies, if you know me. Um, you hire a black limo, black car service, you know, stretch limousine to come to your house to pick you up. If the thing is like got a tire missing and, and, and the, the mirror is hanging <laughs> off the door. And uh, but but the, but the driver comes up and he says, oh, hi. Hi, Dave. How are you? Come on. I'm, I'm ready for you. You'd be like, oh, yeah. yeah. And you'd be looking at the car and be like, eh. so, you know, the driver is the voice. But, right. But the car is the demo. You know, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, these days, I think some people, uh, someone just asked me about it yesterday and said, can't I just scrap together a DIY thing and post it and send it out? Maybe. And I'm I'm like, Uh, is is that the impression that you want to give people? Right. I mean, today with the how many how many people are competing to do voiceover? It's insanity. And this is what you want to come out of the gate with. I, and yeah, a lot of people would, think they're going to do it themselves. I would not go into this at all with the, with the it's good enough attitude. Um, right. Because you are just going to be lobbed in with the masses. There are. Um, I'm not saying this because he produces demos and that's what we do here. You know, it's it's no, we're it's not just, saying it to make money. It's just yeah. honesty. I Listen, I so I when we're producing and we're casting for voices, we they come from all over on rare occasions. I will use some of the online voice resources that are out there, yeah. and I'll and I will listen to people's demos. But I say rare occasions because I rarely get past five or six demos, and at that point, I just throw in the towel because I assume the rest of this. I just don't have time, and I assume the rest of the stuff. Okay, I heard five shitty ones. There can't be any better ones out wow. there. And there, there probably are. I'm sure there are. But yeah. it, I cannot tell you how often. I mean, again, I rarely use those services unless I'm stuck. Yeah. And then when I am stuck, I go in there and I start clicking around and I listen to them. Okay, this is garbage. Next one. I literally get five seconds in. I go, oh, this is junk. Next one. Wow. No, this is junk. And again, I mean, how, how, I don't have time. I don't have endless time to, to spend listening to these, these samples. Right. So, so usually by five or six, I'm like done. And then I'm coming into your studio. And I'm like, do you know anybody who sounds like this? Because I can't, I can't do this anymore. You know, um, I'll tell you one thing worse. I know, I know we're talking about demos and not auditions, but since we're, ta- since I yeah. brought up the online, you know, websites. Um, so if you're if you're going to do auditions, this is you've heard me. Linda's heard me say this a million times. But if you answer an audition from one of the online portals uh, and you're you subscribe and you're a member of the portal and they're looking for a voice uh, with specific uh, requirements or criteria, please don't audition unless it's like a pretty direct hit. OK, yeah, like like d- if. If they're looking for a female British voiceover, 30 to 55, and you're 
a female who's 22 and lives in Kansas, don't 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 submit the audition trying to sound like you're from London, okay? Because the person needs somebody from London. They don't need somebody from Kansas sounding like they're from London who's 15 years younger than what they're really looking for. Because that's the kind of crap that I deal with all the time with those, specifically those sites. I, I think will, people just think, well, I'm just going to send it anyway. What's the worst that can happen? It's got to be. Got to be. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes sometimes I get the same person auditioning, you know, not back to back, but like I'll run, an, I'll, I'll run an audition in May and I'll get a person who totally submits incorrectly. Yeah. Um, and then a month later, I'll run an audition for something completely different. <laughs> Their person is giving me the audition for something totally different and they also can't or not appropriate still... to play that part. It's like, oh. I, you want to blacklist these people. I wish there was a way to do that. <laughs> now, and this isn't even, we're getting off track with the demos, yeah, but I'm here's sorry. a question for you. No, um, yeah. you know, sometimes people will ask and say, how many takes do you submit? So, I mean, oh, I usually for say- For an audition? Yeah. Like, what do you like to hear? I like to hear one good one, but I'll take two. Yeah, I'll take so, two. No more than two. But the second one needs to be different, right? Oh yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Linda and I both know, and I, you probably brought that up as a lead, but we 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 happen to know somebody who um, their yeah. second take is. <laughs> It's yeah. always the same it's as the, the first. I almost, thing. I almost think they clone it. Yeah. But yeah, because sometimes in audition you will say, you know, submit uh, as a cast. When I'm casting, I may say, uh, submit one, one to two takes, or no more than two takes. Or, but again, that's a gift. If you see that as a talent, and they're saying you could submit two takes, submit. To, yeah, do it. Submit two takes, but submit two really different styles so that you can show me that you have this range. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But this one person, you know, it's like the, well, there's no the range. Delivery, it's the same exact one. Is <laughs> there's no range? You know, no. if you don't have right. anything else to submit, well, right. it makes sense. So as far as demos go, okay, I think we've covered a lot. You talked about the number of spots that you think fit well. Right. Um, talked about the process. Well, how long do you think it takes? How long does it take you to, to mix a demo from? I know you kind of chop it if up I, because you do other yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, for, if, I, if I just the full demo, like taking it from voice to the isolated to the composite. The yeah, whole, like take all your time together and... Yeah, I would say it's probably like a two to three hour process to really do the right way. Mm -hmm. Um Sometimes I get lucky. Uh, a lot of it has to do, a lot of that, by the way, that time is not just me just putting music on a voice, uh, you know, under a right. voice. It's selecting the music. It's going through, you know, and, and analyzing it. And again, you know, my internalization of like turning this into a symphony and like hearing the parts and what kind of underscore music would work well with that voice. And so there's like all of that. And I will spend a lot, I mean, I could spend sometimes 20 minutes to, to, could even be a half an hour on one mm -hmm. demo just to pick the bed, the music the right bed, bed, or or the sound effects. Like the one with that Nike one we were talking about. Originally, I was putting music in there, and just every piece I picked that they put in there was like, eh. it was like mm -hmm. it, it would have been good enough. It would have been fine. But it was yeah, but take just it to the next level with what you did. Something just wasn't working. Something wasn't working for me, um, and. But then when I started to think about it, oh, wait, he's running, you know, like I, I turned this into a, I turned it into a very active action. 
that took a lot of time to put together. That that spot probably took 45 minutes to an hour for me to actually create because I was now I was really creating something. You know, mm-hmm. it was I I it was the I had to find four or five different sound effects. I had, had tennis in there. I think right. I put some basketball sound effects and it's not all just layered at the same time. Mm-hmm. They kind of like it's a tapestry. They kind of move now, heading back to the actual music i've seen you at times where like maybe you want a certain ending of it you know because you when you download right. these pieces they come in different lengths sometimes there'll be a two minute one two minute version 30 second version and then there's pieces where you have to say wait a minute i needed to end so with the musical background i think that helps you to be able to yeah with the beats because that's usually what i have a little bit of trouble with myself but yeah i'll 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 listen to something and then i'll uh i i I kind of frankenstein the piece together i'll do multiple edits i may take the two minute cut the two minute version um or whatever the longer version is Mm -hmm. and i may literally slice that so i do what's called spotting i'll go through the piece of music and uh, i'll literally as i'm listening to it i'll just put marks Uh, along the track at different points like where the music changes where there's a a morph uh, of music like maybe when it goes into the chorus so I'll just put a put a mark there and then I go back and I literally cut it up into pieces so now that two minute piece um, has become for me has become six elements Oh, and, interesting. And I'll literally move them around. Obviously, mm-hmm. the ending is the ending, but like the middle parts, I, I may move around because I like things, uh, especially if it's a dramatic read. Um, you know, you start the engine. <sighs> you know, I want something to happen there. I don't just right. want like, you know, ding, da, ding, da, ding, ding, you know. <laughs> right. So <laughs> I'll, uh, so I, that's how I approach the design. It's more of like sound design than it is. Yeah. Um, than it is just dropping a music. And that's why, you know, a demo can take me two hours to make uh, for somebody because I, I am I'm doing all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. in there. Um, yeah, if, if you if you ever dissected or if somebody ever opened up my Pro Tool session and looked at what I did, they would be, they would, they, their eyes would bug out because it, I'm, I, do, I do a lot more to the Yeah, you're just not tr- laying a track down and putting a voice over it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So the process is, Alyssa and I coach you. We hopefully get some good, well, we won't continue until we get good audio files. And now I have, I'm more diligent about making sure that your levels are good. I'm having students during the lesson send me their audio so I can plug it into Pro Tools to see where your studio is at before we continue. And then I send it over to Dave. I clean up what I think will work after we've had some chats. And then you then go into the process of creating these isolated, each individual piece. We just mm-hmm. did a demo where the gentleman actually asked for you to produce two additional pieces um, that we're not going to be because we're only making his demo 90 seconds. Um, so then you do that and then you send them back to me and then I listen to them and try to figure out in my opinion what I think should go first, second, third, fourth, fifth. You mix yeah. that together. Then I listen to it, make sure it's all cool. Um, discuss, discuss if needed, and then boom. And I'm I'm simplifying it, but you know we try to keep it. That's pretty much the right. process. I, I, and I I do like kicking it back to you once once I um, once I create the isolated versions. I I enjoy kind of re-inviting your opinion into the process because I, obviously I could formulate my own opinion of which right. what the the order of where mm-hmm. they should go. 
but you have much more experience working with that student or that talent at that point. I don't know them. Right. I don't know their personality. So uh, I so typically, you know, to, to the people watching and listening, um, I'll create the five or six isolated pieces I send it back to Linda I go here here they are before she even plays them for the for the client um, for the student I say tell me what you think the order should be and then she'll send it back to me usually I'm fine with it I'll I'll agree sometimes sometimes it's spot on sometimes what you send back to me is exactly what I was going to do myself Um, and on occasion I'll say to you yeah maybe we should just flip three and four maybe just those should Mm -hmm. flip around and you know we have a little conversation and it, it happens but um, th- again, we're not talking about science. This is just more um, feel. There's a feel to it's, it, yeah. It's feel. Mm-hmm. Well, the one that you sent me back today, you, did you think the order was good? Yeah, yeah. I and and I and I thought that was um, I thought it was a really good demo. And and you did you record that one in your studio or that? No, was he did it in his own. Yeah. 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 So yeah. it was it was good. It was well, the good. first piece on it really is characteristic of kind of like his, his sound. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of homey, you know, real guy. The, yeah, kind definitely of thing. definitely had the guy next door kind of real mm-hmm. real sound. I could definitely see using um a voice like that in one of our productions. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So well this is great. This is so fascinating. I think the the music element is, is so cool. Um and everybody gets a chance too to learn as well what, what we do, what our process is and it ain't no joke. This is definitely <laughs> customized for you. There is nothing is ever um, formulaic with yeah, this. Yeah, well, even with the music, I very I don't even know if I ever recycle you know one piece of music in somebody's demo and into another one. It's usually I, I almost always start from a completely clean mm-hmm. slate and and approach each one from scratch. So a couple demos ago, you did mention that there was one student, and you were saying I'm. I'm hearing a lack of confidence in one mm-hmm. of the reads. And then I listened to it again. I was like, huh, it's true. So then I spoke to the student and we recut it. We recut the audio and now yeah. it came out fantastically because yeah, I wanted to be honest with the student as well to say you are not sounding, you know, as confident as you could. So it's good to get the multiple opinions because I think the new the newer demo came out even better. Yeah. As a result and, of it. And, and one other thing, I think this is fairly obvious, but it's worthwhile mentioning, is that these demos are not, you know, it's not a one and done. Right. Um, you know, we're going to do five or six uh, pieces, isolated pieces in your comp, and hopefully your career progresses and you do a spot and you love the way it came out. That could then become, you know, it can replace, possibly add, it, it could be added into your comp. Or possibly just you know, take out the weakest link and put that new one in there. So this is your demo is evolved. It's a resume, right? And mm-hmm. as you get more job experience, you change your resume. So, um, that's... so from a from a technical aspect, is it because this has is starting to happen a lot where people will say, "I like three tracks from my existing, but I want to add a few more." Now, this is stuff coming from God knows where. Well, that's that's a so all right. Good point. So if, if we're producing the isolated, where we're taking the voiceover and then laying in music or sound effects, and we have that full control, right. um, of, we talked about the analogy right. of making the bed and pulling the sheets back. If we have that ability, 
it's great. Uh, but if we get a finished product, uh, a finished piece from somebody, and whether it could be an actual commercial that they recorded. Or someone uh, or, else produced or, the demo. Mm-hmm. Or, or somebody produced the demo. We can put it into the comp, but we can't remix it. I can't. If they say, oh, yeah, here's the spot I did, but I'd like the music a little louder. No. You can't change can't. the actual. Yeah. Right. So how do you that, make it work that, to balance with how do you make old balance with new? Same thing. Just it's just experience, tools. Sometimes you can't. You know, that one spot is going to sound different. Yeah. But listen, in the real world, if you had five commercials, real commercials, that you had your voices on, uh, they're going to be mixed by five different studios, five yep. different producers. So they are, they are going to sound different. There's no, again, there's no rule. There's no textbook that says your demo should all sound the same. Right. There's no reason. Yeah. Um, for that, and sometimes sometimes I'll actually purposely make something sound different because I don't want it to sound like it was all done in the studio in that one studio by that same engineer. So what do you mean? How other, do you do that? Like, what just, do you mean? Those are that. That's in my tool bag. You know, uh, you <laughs> these know, are the just, secrets. J- different level, d- different amount of compression. Um, sometimes, you know, if the microphone they were using was was a very full range sounding microphone, I may uh, I may roll off some of the EQ so it thins it out. Yeah. Get not, and that doesn't make it sound bad. It just makes it sound different. Okay. So, it's like changing colors. You know. That's interesting. Um, yeah. I'm so fascinated by. Did you know that my original dream was to become a, a music producer? <laughs> no. I wanted to mix albums. Yes, when I was a teenager, that's what I wanted to do, and I got too intimidated because it was such a male-dominated arena. But yeah. I would listen to music. I would pick out every instrument. I would do, which I still do to this day. But this—that's why I find this so fascinating because you know it really. Wow, it's just so cool, and hopefully people aren't bored by it because I'm fascinated. But. Um, it's a great process. I have one final question for you. What does it mean when you master something? Well, mastering is typically, the term is typically reserved for music production, um, but it is the final stage um, of processing or the audio process that's applied to a recording before it becomes the master, which the master recording is is the the final recording. So, you know, back in the day, uh, I mean, it's, mastering is still done, but back in the day when there was multi-track recording and you had the big reel-to-reel and you had maybe 24 tracks of instruments, that those 24 tracks were sent through a mixer, a big mixing console, right? And and it was mixed down to a two-track stereo recorder. When it, but that was still tape, and then it went from tape to like a master CD or the master um, lacquer record, which would press the records. So the stage, just before it hit that master, just before it became the CD master, um, was called mastering. And that really was done by a mastering engineer, still Mm -hmm. is done very often by a mastering engineer. Um, And it's it's that final, think of it as like just the final coat of polish. Hmm. On on a car, you know, on a car uh, automotive, you know, on a car paint. So uh, you know, car goes through the factory. The seats are put in the steering wheel, the engine, the wheels, the tires. There's a coat of paint put on, but before it gets shipped out to the dealer, mm-hmm. it gets that coat of clear coat, 
That's, oh, right. the, ma- that's the mastering. <laughs> oh, okay. Sounds so technical. <laughs> it, <laughs> this is it, awesome. it is. It is. It is. And it's a. It's. Um, it's really important, and it is very overlooked. A lot of um, um, a lot of bands today, because so many bands are DIY and they're doing it in their homes on on Pro Tools and and Logic and GarageBand mm-hmm. or whatever. They don't even know. They don't even realize that there is a, that process that's required. Um, and very often, that's the one thing. Uh, the lack of mastering is the one thing that really does not make the band sound like you know like really pop like like like, like yeah it, it just doesn't mm-hmm. give it the pop it's like oh yeah good song whatever but there's a reason why the song is just not like jumping out of the speakers oh, interesting. Um, because it wasn't mastered or it wasn't mastered properly mm-hmm. wow so cool well this has been incredibly informative thank you i'm so glad that we got lucky this week that you were free Yes. Uh, thank you for joining me, Dave. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I hope everybody listening and watching got something out of this a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I don't know if you didn't, you're nuts. Um, but yeah, that that wraps it up for another episode of the Voiceover Gurus podcast. We do have um, workouts. Alyssa and I have been going the route of specialty workouts. We're actually doing one about food tonight. Um, and then we're going to be doing an improv workout, actually, uh, with Rebecca next month so uh you know check out the website voiceover.guru find out what we're doing and uh thanks for joining us have a great day bye-bye thanks for listening to the voiceover gurus podcast real talk about the voiceover industry learn more about us and get coaching at voiceover.guru